Hi, I'm Brian Moss, and you're welcome to our first GA podcast here on Unleashed, Leash Today's podcast platform. Our GA podcasts are brought to you with thanks to the Breslin Super Value Group, Abbey Leaks, and Rath Downey. Real food, real people. Coming up today, it's Hurling and Ladies Football for our first GA podcast. We have the creme de la creme of analysts joining us to run the rule over the weekend's action. Joining us first is Leash Today's head honcho, Stephen Miller, and hurling analyst and a manager of a number of clubs in Leash. He may be a Kilkenny man, but his passion for Leash hurling is unquestionable. It's Tommy Buggy. And when Tommy's not talking about hurling, he's, of course, manager of Buggy Property Partners here in Port Leash. So if you're looking to buy, sell or rent property, Tommy is the man to talk to. A little bit later, we're going to be turning our attention to ladies' football and on our own, Shun Lennon will bring you through all of the weekend's ladies' football action. So lads, you're very welcome to our very first Unleashed GA podcast and it is hurling weekend, of course, across Leash and we're going to be looking at ladies' football a little bit later on. So lads, we'll start with the very top, I suppose. The cream rises at this time of year, as Tommy knows well from being managers. Abbey Leaks versus Rathdowney Earl and it's Boris and Arsene Cotton versus Clock Balakala. We'll go to the first one, Steve. It's uh, Abbey Leaks, uh, St. Lazarins, St. Lar- St. Lar- St. Lar- St. they give them the full title and it's Rathdowney Earl. I don't, don't think I've ever heard anyone calling them. No, this. and it's hard <laughs> to pronounce it. I, I, we, we have a style in, in Leash today that we, we throw out some of those... Uh, <laughs> Sort of wastes of the, the St. Louis area. And That's why they're rocking the heater, so it's easy. So one syllable, yeah, one yeah, syllable. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Boris Nostri Kilcotton. Tough. We call him Boris Kilcotton. I believe in Raddowney Earl, I, I, I only really see one winner in that, and I think Raddowney Earl are. There's a new format in the Leash Championship this year, and they, they played three games. They lost their. They drew their first game, they were very bad in the first half. Then they lost the cameras. Um, they weren't great in the first half, and, that, and then when they had to win against Castletown, they absolutely blew them out of the water. Mm-hmm. So. They're in, they're in a semi-final they're, they're in a quarter-final now they probably have the easier of the quarter-final games and um, they've been putting up big scores I think they've got 219 in their first game against Balakala. Um they came back well against Camros in their second game they, 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 they started poorly and, and they, they got better as the game went on and then they, like, what did they score 426 or 427 mm-hmm. then against Castletown in the last game when they had to win that, that was you know had they lost that game they were in a relegation playoff so they completely blew them out of the water they, they had Ross King back for that game he hadn't played in their earlier two games Joe Fitzpatrick was sort of injured for was sort of in and out for the first two games and was back so they seem to have everyone back on board they seem to have improved they've done what they've had to, to get out of the group stages I, I, I'd see them I, I, I can't see them not winning that game and I would consider them a contender for it to actually win it out Tommy would you go along with Steve's uh, prediction on that one? Well you'd have to go along with it on the f- couple of things to, to factor in there one that Owen O'Reilly or Owen O'Reilly mm. won't be hurling for Abbey Leaks and Lazarians Big lot yeah, to give it a full yeah. I'd like to be yeah. fresh yeah. Yeah. Um, Now Abbey Leaks earlier on put up good scores against Boris and Balafin, but um, who have since been relegated. So that probably tells you where Abbey Leaks are mm-hmm. at. Um, a lot of people, right down the air, would be the many people's idea of a team come and go to the right time, you know. And the one thing they really have, they have a very good forward unit. Um, they they felt the backlash from Camros in round two. Camros had lost to Castletown. Quite surprisingly, and um, a wounded animal is the most yeah, dangerous and, thing, isn't it? Yeah, and Camaros, as we all know, don't like losing, and <laughs> right down the air suffered at their hands for that. Um, the first round game, I was actually at their first round game with Clock Balakala, and uh, that was a cracking game of hurling, you know, for a first round ga- game. And it's it's could've kind of it. ironic, yeah, they could have won it, but um, it's kind of ironic. They're the two clubs that look for this format to come in, mm. so they are. And now the, neither of them made it to a semi-final. One of them are going to be gone after this weekend. So that's it's a little bit ironic in that case. <laughs> Will it be a, a conventional meeting at the end of the year to see? This new, this, this, this new format is in, and I, I don't... 
I can see in some ways why why clubs might have wanted brought in to, to get why rid was of it first? I think, people might the, the, I, I, I think the, the the old knockout with a back door was a little bit too cutthroat. I suppose it didn't mm-hmm. allow for any experimentation. Mm-hmm. Um, you were straight. If you lost your first game, you were completely on the back foot. You could have ended up in relegation. Um, easier than now, but I think group of four teams where three go through it isn't cutthroat enough. I think. Uh, I think it allows for a little bit of sloppiness, um, like and th- then of course, like Castletown won their first game against Camrose and they ended up nearly relegated. Had they in under the old system, they couldn't have been relegated, yeah. you know. Um, and it, uh, I, I'm, look, we I, I don't think one year is probably a fair length of time to judge th- this new system, but I don't think three teams going through from a fourteen group yeah. just it puts enough pressure on you. I think players respond. You will, you will see it. Uh, the true colours of a player when, when there is more pressure and I don't think that form allows for it ok we're into championship now quickly in Abbey Leagues they had a great year last year to beat, to beat Cameros in the quarter mm-hmm. in a second round game Owen Riley then went to work in the Middle East he's out teaching mm-hmm. in Dubai I think and he came back he was back then this year for the summer but when a guy he was absolutely brilliant for them last year and you could have made an argument that he should have been in with Leash as an outfield player Um but he, he didn't he didn't didn't really hurl over the winter. I don't know, he might have been doing a little bit out there, but nothing of the standard that, that senior club championship is. He came good in the last game for them against he scored four points from play in the second half of their win over um Ballyfin the last day and now he's not available. We don't think he's available. Mm. I don't know whether he's gonna be brought back for it. So I, I wouldn't give them a massive chance in that one. Uh the other game, like I suppose, the other game, the the Balakala Barisley Cotton one, that is a real. That that's as that if, if those two teams were playing in the final, you you couldn't argue, you know. Yeah, it, it kind of has a final pairing. Final, yeah, listen, Tommy, you know them well, of course. <laughs> We've been managing them at Nicholas. Well, I, I actually do. I, I I was lucky enough to get to manage both clubs, mm. um, Barisley Cotton back in twenty thirteen and Clap Balakala last year. Um, Who's better, Tommy? <laughs> we know we know about half four or All half five on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> There's not a whole lot between them. Yeah. Now, there's a strong rumour that Neil File won't be hurling. And if that's the case, you tip Clock Balakala to win it. But um, that's only a rumour. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true it is or what have you. Clock um, Balakala are in a funny sort of a position, similar position to where they were last year. They took a bit of a trimming the last day out. And this time last year, they took an awful trimming mm-hmm. from Boris Kilcotton and came back, regrouped, and ended up in the county final and were a little bit unlucky not to at least get a draw with mm. that, that day. Um, they have the mental capacity to bounce back and regroup. They're a very strong, tight-knit bunch that way, you know. So, Boris Cotton without Neil File, he's their focal point up front. Or he mightn't get a lot of scores for them and that all the time, but he is their go-to man and he's a real good ball winner. Everything seems to go through him, really. A lot of stuff yeah. does, yeah. But um, he's a real ball winner for them. Um, this this game is not straightforward. There's there's various factors involved in this. Um, what way the clock Balakala plays their team? How do Boris Cotton cope without file if he's not hurling? Um, and how do clock Balakala deal with Owen Fleming's puckouts? Because mm. he is he has become very very good even I remember him as a young fella and he was good at it and he's improved and improved he's a very modern goalkeeper in that he sense, is yeah he? and he's, he starts an awful lot of other attacks for them and that um, and then what Boris Kilcotton team turns up yeah because you go back to last year the day of the semi-final and they just didn't perform of all the top teams actually uh, you know you've I've seen them over over and back uh, Stephen you've probably seen them as much as anyone there's one top team that, that has, has, has 
as the time you're saying there, like they can really turn up or turn or not turn up. You know, of all the others, yeah. there's consistency. They, they, they tend to be inconsistent. Well, they won the championship obviously famously two years ago um, in 2016, but they haven't done a massive amount since. Okay, the best Ballacolin last year, like the last time Ballacolin and Boris McCotton won. Boris McCartan won by 21 points. Mm-hmm. They got five goals. Uh, Aaron Dunphy scored three of them. Uh, but then they were, they were completely flat against Cameras. Mm. They never raised the gallop at all. So re- in, in reality, they've, they've performed in one relatively big game since they won the county final two years ago. And that was in a game against Balakal last year that really didn't have a massive bearing on the championship because it wasn't straight knockout. So I don't know, like... Uh, it's a very hard one to call and, and uh, put this one to you about Balakala. Balakala seems to be a team. They've got bet by 20 plus points twice last mm. year and yet very nearly won the championship. Yeah. They were very good in their first couple of games this year and and then were dreadful against Cameras when they didn't have to win. Um, and that is a dangerous place to be. But this, uh, I remember someone saying about the Offaly team in the 90s. They either run at fun, full throttle or they don't run at all. And Balakala seems to be a little bit like that. Yeah, the, uh, it's not that they don't run at full throttle. They but what seems to bring out the best in them is when their backs are to the wall and it's it's do or die and it's knockout. That brings out the best in them. Mm. And even go back to last year's county final, um, at half time, you wouldn't have really given tuppence for them. They were in under in under pressure, in trouble in a lot of places. And the players sort of made a decision that this wasn't going to happen. And you know, really fought hard and got back into a position where they could have drawn the game or even won it. You know, and I, there, are, there are a bunch of lads you'd have to admire, in fairness to them. They, they, they will. That's why I think they will get the better of Boris Kilcotton. Because it's knockout, because it's, it's do or die. Um, you see, Boris Kilcotton came out with a group that we all thought was very straightforward. Um, that they were going to be first, and someone else was going to be second, third, and fourth. Hmm. And as it turned out, Ballinakil had surprised everyone. Six points, three games. Um, and Boris Kilcotton would have expected to be in a county semi-final I think when the groups were made so uh, yeah I'd have to go with Clock Balakala on that one I think so there you go lads quickly in Balakala yeah. I suppose what what they really have is they've, they've a spread of leaders around mm-hmm. the field like from Danny Hanlon Mick McAvoy Canis Coonan is in and out of the team this year and of course Willie Highland like you mentioned the second half of that se- the final last year like he put on one of the best individual performances in, in yeah. recent memory in a, in a county final of any game mm-hmm. and I think that spread of of leadership and probably maybe a better spread of scorers is, is probably tipping it slightly in their in their favour. Yeah, but th- the only thing about that, Stephen, is that if you look at the six forwards Boris Kilcotton have, like they're all quite capable of scoring. They're all quite capable of actually turning a game for you. It's just that they don't always do it mm. when they're expected to do it. You know, now you made a very valid point earlier about the fact that they've won one game of notes since they were county champions. And like if you go back to that county final two years ago, that was an unbelievable game of hurling. Two unbelievable games of hurling, you know. And like it takes an awful lot to win a title, so it does, and it can take take it out of you. But if their forwards click, they'll cause trouble for anyone. Mm. But it's to get four or five out of the six on their game on the day. And that's that's what Terence Fahey's gonna be looking for. That's what he needs to get out of them. For them know, to have yeah. So we're saying we're at Danny Earl in the first uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and we're saying yeah, absolutely right down here in the first. The second one, a slight um, f- 
preference for Balakala, but only it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't surprise me in the, in the slightest if, if Boris Kilcott won that one. Could be looking at a draw, perhaps. Well, actually, I was just about to yeah. say it. Yeah, I wouldn't be one bit surprised. And if if you were a betting man and it was seven or eight to one, it might be worth it. There you go, small lads. wager. Yeah. You can win you a few bob here in each today as well. Let's move into the Senior A Hurling Championship, lads. Uh, a busy weekend as well in that one, Stephen. Um, people trying to obviously get to the top table of, of Leash Hurling. In the senior quarterfinals, we have um, Port Leash are playing Shanahoe, and Port Leash were relegated from senior last year and have had a very, very bad run of results over the last. They've been relegated from Division 1 of the league, they were relegated from the senior championship. They lost their first two games at the senior A championship, and they're playing Shanahoe, who are having a decent enough year, like the bet Colt, in their, in, in, they've won two of their three group games. So I think Port Leash are getting a little bit stronger as the championship goes on. Uh, Cara Healy is back from injury and is, is obviously getting a little bit sharper. They had a couple of guys in America for the summer, uh, Frank Flanagan um, being, being one of them, a couple of other guys, uh, so they have a bit of quality, like Keen Taylor, Aaron Bergen is a player I've always been very impressed with I think Port Leash could they are struggling, so Hurling is struggling in Port Leash, but I think they could they could challenge for this championship, they could, they could get to a final um, and I think they'll beat. I think. I think. I think they're getting. I think they're getting stronger at the, at the right time. And I think they'll beat uh, Shanahoe at the weekend. Yeah, Tommy, how would you see it go? How do I see that go? Well, I think Port Leash will win it, but um, and I believe Tommy Fitzgerald is actually back as well. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. believe he's back. Um, it's 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 a pity as a hurling man. It's a pity to see Port Leash. Yeah, hurling where it is. You know uh, what. I'm old enough to remember when they were nearly unbeatable, you know, and, and they were... It was Castletown, Port Leash, really. Castletown, Camrosk, Port Leash, yeah. Castletown, Port Leash. They were brilliant hurlers, absolutely brilliant hurlers. And um, it is a bit of a pity. And Leash Hurling needs a club like Port Leash to get back to the top table. They really do. Now, whether they get back this year or not is another thing, because, like, whoever wins either the two games on on Sunday, the Harps are waiting... Mm. And Clannis Lee are waiting for them, um, which are probably a bit of a surprise, Clannis Lee are, to, mm. to see them at the top of that group. I'd fancy Rose and Alice and Port Leash to go through in, okay. in the two senior A games. So Rose and Alice have been, like, I saw, I watched Rose and Alice Port Leash to f- uh, when they beat Port Leash, and I don't think anyone really, that was a huge shock, but I think obviously people were probably tipping Port Leash. Uh, what Port Leash have is, this, or Rose and Alice have an unbelievable. Uh, ability to, to stay in games. Yeah, but they have a, they seem to have a great hold bond among yes, themselves. Yes, a, so a they huge do. unit. Yeah. They do not. They, they will yeah. go down with the boots yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, I actually saw them playing football one day as well. Even um, <laughs> tell me what happened. Did, did well, you drive into the wrong? I was in the wrong place. <laughs> I know. I'm joking aside. Um, no, and it's nearly all the same guys. It's yeah. nearly all the same guys. Actually, was, there was I was talking to some people who are about great clubs around the county yeah. that, that can field really competitive teams, yeah. and you'd be looking at the likes of Rose Nallis and Ballyfin, yeah. Clonus Lee, Shoon's delighted with that over there. But they're 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 teams that. As you say, they're using ninety percent of the same players in yeah, both, really, yeah. and they just do not like. No, and it's a hard bet. thing to do. It's and extremely it, uh, hard, and it it puts for each struggler. To, to I tell you, the, the key to it obviously is is having management teams with the both codes that yeah. are willing to operate together, and at least communicate. You know, and if, if the management teams can do that, it can be done. Mm. But it's a very hard thing to, and you your hat you have to tip your hat yeah. to them. You know, they are. They, they go for it. They, and they, they it. do well, and I, I'd fancy them to come through um, Saturday, and I'd also fancy Port Leash to come through. Yeah. And who would you see then, looking further down the championship as as getting up and getting winning the senior? Uh, I can't see beyond the Harps. Okay. I really can't see beyond them. Okay. Um, like they ended up in the county final last year and just didn't turn up on the day. Yeah, or semi-final, yeah. sorry, and it was at that one against. They um, never got going after. No, but they never really. They certainly didn't get going that day. Um, 
they just didn't turn up mm. you know um, so but with the Deegan what's his first name uh, Finton. Finton Deegan who done what he did with Ballyfin last year yeah and he's now continued it and obviously has a bit about him as a, yeah. as a young manager yeah so um, I That's would really I would really fancy really them to go and win it yeah we must look at the other end as well I mentioned the start um, Quick, quickly on the Harps yeah. here I just want to, to give the Harps a bit of a shout out on this one the really really traditional hurling club um, hurling and club, yeah. yes <laughs> like they, they were only founded as the Harps they're the combination of Doro and Cullahill obviously yeah. and they're only founded in the 80s I think in the early 80s they came together yeah. Uh, I think I think it was the early eighties, but they, they've only they've only been to three county finals. They have they, they, they looked through the, the role of honour of various competitions recently, and the Harps are the only club they have never won an adult uh, championship with their first team. They've won juniors and intermediates and all of this, and they haven't been in a county final, so they've been senior all the time, and they got relegated to senior A a couple of years ago. And that was a blow, obviously, mm. but but this is a chance to get back to a county final. They haven't been in a county final since 1998 when they with their senior team. So a county final for an area like Durham and Cullahill, which are so into the hurling, would be a huge deal. And they were beaten in the semi-final last year. So it would be nice to see see that part of the county get to experience county final day. Whether they win it or not, I think they are favourites to win it. But to even get to a county final day would be a huge boost to that area. Yeah, yeah and it's true for you what you say. They are a real hurling club and, you know, they're steeped in it without ever being ultra successful but they are steeped in it and I think you're right they were formed in the early 80s because I remember going to play in the Durham Carnival tournament <laughs> um, in the mid 80s actually and the Abbey Leaks Carnival tournaments and it was the Harps we used to only call them Durham but the, I think they were the Harps at that stage so I was up there reffing lots of long ago and they have a lovely facility up there now so yeah. we're saying we're think even at, at underage level they're very very yeah. strong the two teams I think Cullahill at school level and Joe Deegan goes into to coach teams in Cullahill and um, they have a new principal there as well um, but they've, I think they've been in something like 10 coming one school finals in a row or something yeah. so they really put a lot into it yeah. and it would be great to see them get to a final Well you see if, you, if you're competitive at that age you will eventually reap the rewards, you know, and if you put the work in at, mm. at 8, 9, 10, 11 and 12, they will get the rewards. It's just, they have to be patient too. And But I think t- what I've seen of them this year, I'm very impressed with the way they're hurling and, and they seem to have, organized. they seem to be extremely unified and organised and hurling to, not to a system, but they all know their job, basically. And yeah. It's militaristic. Okay, let's move to the uh, to the relegation. We mentioned start because you know it's a big game for those lads as well. No yeah. one wants to go down. Everyone wants to stay it's up. It's, tr- tr- it's, a tr- tr- it's a tough one. Trummer have been coming Trummer up and down. Yeah. They're after winning two championships, intermediates in the last three years, and they've been relegated in the middle year. And it yeah. looks like that's going to happen again. It's a very tough job for Trummer to keep going. Their playing base is so yes, small. Yes, yes. I think the last day they only had sixteen or seventeen players togged out. I don't know what the future of a club like that is, but they they, they keep going on. It's, it, you know, it's, it, and it's probably indicative of smaller clubs. I'm talking to a lot of people, uh, as Stephen says there, is there a future for a team like Drummond to stay on their own? Because are they just going to be yo-yoing? Yes, they'll win one year, come back down. They can't build on that. And as Stephen says, you could only have 16, 17 players. Numbers are the problem. Yeah. You know, and Stephen's right, actually, they had 17 togged out the last day, is what they had. Um, like, Drummond and Mount Rath in a relegation final. Like, I know this sounds kind of ridiculous, but the obvious thing would be both of them don't turn up and amalgamate yeah, and yeah. turn yourself into a real good senior club. Yeah. Now, I'd say if anyone's listened to this in Trummer and Mount <laughs> Rath, they're going, what <laughs> is that lad talking about? That's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you were apply logic to it, yeah. 
they could actually become a very strong senior team. Oh, there would certainly be. A, and it's not a as if they're miles away that. from one another, and yeah, you know. Yeah. So, like, it may be easier to get North and South Korea together. I yeah, reckon. Right down the Earl have come together and have won five championships in yeah. ten years. Boris Cotton came together yeah. and there was no love lost between any of those before they came together. And like I, I um the Leash GA had a strategic review committee last year and I, I was I was actually on the, the, the committee um and one of the things they went out to all the clubs and they asked, you know, the, the, there was a question, would would they consider amalgamating in the future? Do they see the club in existence mm. in five years' time, I think it was? And nine clubs in Leash said that they don't think there'll be in existence in I think it was five years' time. And that was the clubs that admitted it. You know, there's yeah, more yeah, there's yeah, more yeah, that uh, yeah. and then on the other end there was some clubs, would you amalgamate? And I remember the the, the options were yes or no. And one Leash club put down, I won't say who the word they didn't answer yes or no, they wrote down never. The thing about it is and, and there, in all those clubs that we're talking about, there are people working every bit as hard as they are in Port Leach well, that's, well, that, or in Abbey yeah. Leaks yeah. or in any yeah. of the bigger clubs. And it's it's actually, uh, without getting too philosophical about it, it's actually a reflection on government policies mm. and social, the way life has changed in Ireland. Rural and Ireland. Rural Ireland yeah. is suffering yeah. and the GA is part of that yeah. fabric of, of the society in rural Ireland and that's suffering. And, and places like Trumra and that, yeah. you know, and... Yeah. It's it's not and it's not um, just confined to Leash. Yeah. It's every county in the country. You'd see it obviously so from uh, over your county side Kilkenny of view as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, you'll see the smaller clubs and yeah. they are struggling. And you take the city clubs in Kilkenny and they're booming mm, mm. because too many teams, almost too many players. Well, it's not even that. It's the fact that you now they're very well organised and all that, and they they look after the kids and what have you. But people are are being forced to live and work in in, yeah. in the bigger urban areas and. It has the that small clubs are suffering, and Trummer are living proof of that. Yeah, so let's let's keep it with. We're so we're going to keep yeah. t- Tommy obviously in Boogie Property Partners. Let's go do evaluation here now. So we'll let yeah. him undo that quickly. A word on um, a word on Eddie Brennan. You you know is going to be ratified as new Leash Hurling manager on Monday night. You're very familiar with him. A good appointment. Oh, an excellent appointment for Leash Hurling. Absolute excellent appointment. I know Eddie well. I know him, um, through various bits and pieces, and um, he will bring a culture to it you'd hope that the culture that he grew up in you know uh, where where the main principle in that is hard work and honesty they're the principles mm-hmm. and that's what it was based on um, what Eddie needs now is to get the best 34 or 5 players in leash to row in behind available him, back him work as hard as they possibly can create that bond that unity that every county team needs mm-hmm. to, to be successful and I think if they buy into what he's going to try and do, they'll give themselves a great chance. Because, you know, you will have naysayers everywhere, but mm. um, I've seen a good few games already this year, and I'm going to see more this weekend. And anyone that follows Hurland could pick 33 or 4 that are quite capable, under the right stewardship and under the right guidance, of being really good inter-county hurlers. And I've been talking to guys around the county lately he's been at junior matches he's been at intermediate <coughs> matches he's he's all over the place looking for and there's a there's a there's a diamond a couple of diamonds out yeah. there that haven't been discovered yet and maybe he'll find them and, and I, them I think uh, you hit the nail in the head and something you didn't do years ago and football is the same you can't afford to not look at junior players or intermediate you know what i mean no, it can't just be the top because no, there are those diamonds and, and, and the there. simple reason is um like it's it's you're looking for certain qualities mm. in a guy and no matter what level he's at if he has those qualities you know like I said of honesty uh, prepared to learn prepared to work hard all that 
doesn't matter what level he's playing yeah. at. You can you can coach and you can bring him and you can get him up to the level that's required skill wise and that. But if he doesn't have those qualities, he's never going to come to the level anyway. Yeah. So, so he's not, it doesn't it matter it whether he's with a senior club or a junior club. Okay, lads, we move on from the hurling and move to the ladies' football. It's a huge weekend, of course, for ladies' football action in Leash. Uh, our own Shoon is with us to talk us through it. Shoon, a big weekend for ladies' football. Going to Moor Park was a big thing as well for us, you see? Yeah, huge thing. I suppose it's very surprising when you see the calibre of players that play for these boat clubs and haven't been in Moor Park for so long. Mm. Like Sir Tracy Lawler for Sarsfields, Emma Lawler for St. Paul's. Like even St. Paul's public Facebook status there saying be the first time most of our girls have been in a more park since coming to Bunskill. Right, really? And, you know, yeah. that's a gap of maybe 10, 12 years that they haven't been there. So, yeah, it's great for ladies' football. Uh, let's go down, drill down to the action soon. We have St. Paul's, Ballyfin, of course, all the pre-match uh, predictions and action is up available on Leach today. Let's go first to St. Paul's, Ballyfin. This is going to be a tough little encounter. You wouldn't have thought who's going to win it? Yeah, yeah, it will be. Now, uh, Ballyfin are a very good junior team, having started up. I know they're a very enthusiastic manager under Stephen Duff, but um, I'm tipping St Paul's for this one just because of the calibre of players mm. they have the likes of Shan Costello Evan Costello's sister mm. uh, of course you have Emma Lawler and you have the whole Lawler clan there and there is a the very Lawler clan yeah, <laughs> there is a very strong emo contingent there Yeah, and they've been doing quite well in underage up along so I would be tipping St Paul's tipping for that uh, yeah, you would imagine there in that junior final. Of course, uh, Tracy is playing. Tracy Lawler is playing with with Sarsfields yes. in the senior final, and Emma is her niece, who was the leash corner forward that won the Leinster intermediate title this year, and is absolutely brilliant player. But I think Anne is playing for Anne Lawler is playing for St Paul's as well, which would be Tracy's sister, and Anne is emo emo GA secretary, a brilliant help to us here in Leash yeah. today. So uh, best wishes. She's, she's incredibly helpful to us with emo matches. When I was growing up, uh, I played with with Cork with an emo at St Paul's in the early the, the lads teams and the three girls used to play with us were, were Tracy Lawler Ashling Brophy and Anne Lawler right, and they were yeah. all very good um, yeah. and we lost them then as we got up higher up through the grades but but Tracy Lawler that's the senior game I, I would regard have, okay, I haven't played at a high level of football but Tracy Lawler I would regard as one of the best players I've ever played with I think and I played a bit with, with Tracy uh, Ballyfin as well for training and she'd put you to shame <laughs> she really would that's St Paul's Ballyfin so Shun you're, you're pumping for uh, St Paul's and that one because of the uh, Lawler clan as much yeah. as everything else we're moving <laughs> to the intermediate Shanahoe Grey Cullum another kind of tough game ahead for, for both sides Shanahoe probably traditionally stronger at this, this point traditionally stronger yeah you have to like sort of Karen's there Marta and Mary um, Noreen. Noreen even yeah and um, yeah I'd be tipping Shanahoe for that one as well but Greg will probably pull off them as well Greg will be more of an up and coming side yeah. than Shanahoe Shanahoe would be in or around tipping for a senior if they could get there So kind of a team that go up senior and kind of one of those clubs that are probably able to hold their own kind of in between both really aren't they're they they're actually one of the last they, they won a senior back in 2006 yeah. and I think I might try and dig out the pictures today of that I, I don't think they ever won a second one afterwards mm. but they beat Sarsfields in a replay in 2006 and Sarsfields had never won one before that and I remember someone describing it as the greatest injustice of all time now that was a Sarsfields <laughs> person but but Shanahoe they had the, obviously the Kerwin sisters and Mary Kerwin was another one of Leash's greatest players yeah. and she's not playing anymore but Marta and Noreen then played for Leash for a good few years afterwards and, and are very strong as well but just coming back to the point that June made about getting into a Moor Park and the Camogie finals are going to be in a Moor Park in a couple of weeks time 
very welcome and it should be the case but it should be the case all along yeah, this yeah, shouldn't this shouldn't yeah. be and I, I, I'm not 100% blaming Leash GA for that the ladies football and the camogie associations have to work with Leash GA to make sure that it happens and um, like to say, to say it's some of the girls some of the male footballers in the county of male hurlers completely and utterly take playing in a more apparent yeah, for granted yeah. that so much so that some of them are looking to play games outside the yes, county yeah. and a guy said to me recently played in the junior C hurling final and he, this guy is in his late 30s it was his first time playing in a Moor Park in 22 years he, he had played in under 16 final there and it was a big deal so playing in a Moor Park is a big deal for, is, for people course, yeah. and and anyone that plays in the, the men's higher grades completely take it for granted mm. because every game is in there so for the fi- ladies finals at the very least they deserve I was at the ladies final last year and I was in my own club in Ananoc and we put on as good a show as we could but it's not a Moor Park yeah. and is, there, it's is there a headquarters of where it should be it, it, absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, final game to look at of course it is uh, the senior game uh, Sars is Port Leash I mean there's probably only one, one way of looking at this given the, the huge juggernaut it is Sarsfields can we expect any kind of a, uh, a surprise I think, think we can because I was at the semi-final between Sarsfields and Timahoe and I know that Jerry would be very not unhappy but would be very pensive about their performance they didn't play well against him and you could see in the girls coming off the field they weren't mm. happy like they were relieved that was the only emotion they were feeling was relief like I know I played Camogie with a good few of them mm. and you know we would be kind of saying you know oh well it's taken for granted and they were like no we cannot take anything for granted because Tim Ho put it up to them big time now with the likes of even the Quigley's Ashton yeah. Quigley wasn't playing, but Sarah Quigley was on. They had Sarah Lar- Larkin destroy them quite a few times. So if Sarsfields don't take their chances early doors, and I think this Portlaoise team particularly will be reveling at the chance to get at Sarsfields to they're knock them while they're down. To yeah. down. Can, can we see, uh, Stephen, I suppose, can we see, like what Shun is saying there, okay, the gap is, is, is closing maybe, but is it closing significantly that they're not going to win another 2-3-4? I don't, I don't, I don't uh, look, I'm, I'm not a complete expert on ladies' football, uh, but I know in last year's final, Sarsfields absolutely destroyed Portlaoise, mm. yet in the previous year, Portlaoise could have won that one, and it was only I think Tr- Tracy Lawler turned on the side late in that game, uh, and Portleash Portleash won. Portleash have a very young team. They won minor last year. They possibly have a senior championship in them in the next couple of years. If Sarsfields aren't at full tilt, as you, as you hint that they are, they weren't in the semi final, then they could be a little bit vulnerable. But Sarsfields like have such a strong backbone of county players. They have such a strong, they have more experienced players available in that as well. In reality, it's 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 Leinster that they that yeah. is is the, that that they nearly have to be measuring their standards by. Um, obviously, Fox Rock, Cabin Healy are very strong, but Sarsfields have won Leinster championships before, and you know that 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 is you know winning another leash wouldn't really be a huge achievement for them, but but being so very competitive in Leinster would be. Yeah, now in saying that, Sarsfields were missing a few players on the day. They were missing the likes of Megan Dunn, like would have been a key corner yeah. forward for them, full forward even. So yeah, I suppose they have been missing a few, and maybe Leinster is where they're aiming towards. But I know I still I wouldn't I can't doubt Portlaoise because Portlaoise seem to play well when you do doubt them. So. Yeah, and uh, I think that as you say, they're, they're coming forth. But we are going to plump this weekend for first for Sarsfields yeah, this weekend. Yeah. So if you are putting out filling out your betting docket for ladies football, it is we're going for Port. Leash here we're going for Shanahoe in the intermediate and indeed we're going for St Paul's in the junior and we're going to review all this of course on Monday we'll see how accurate June and Stephen will be on the ladies football as well as the hurling we'll have a new podcast out for you uh, on Monday as well of course stay tuned for that and all the action over the weekend will of course be available on Leash today on the website and the social media platforms and we'll speak to you on the next podcast here on Leash from Leash today